One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. Uh, welcome to the Sportive. My name is John Marthaler. I am in charge of things tonight cuz Brandon's not here. But to replace Brandon, we've got not only me, but Stu. Stu's here. Hey, John. How's it going? And as as well as Stu, we have the one, the only, Chicken Fingers. Chicken Fingers. Are you uh, of Twitter fame, of X fame, of Facebook no. fame? He's on Threads. <laughs> He's on Blue Sky. <laughs> yeah. He's on Mastodon. Yeah, internet <laughs> porno weirdos have my fucking information. I'm not on the space bush. You a crazy yeah. person? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Chicken's here as well. It's good to see him. It's good to see Stu. We're we're going to talk about the Minnesota sports that we've missed over the last three weeks. Every time I look at when the last time we recorded a podcast, I get embarrassed, so we're not going to look at that. But I want to start with the Minnesota Vikings. And oh. Oh. <laughs> um, what is happening? What is going on? Why is this team... This has been the strangest year and a half of my Vikings fan life, other than 1998, which is his own thing. Have you ever actually enjoyed watching the Vikings before in your whole entire life? Hmm. Well, look, hmm. that. Well, you were saying you used the the word "strange," the strangest, and then you went to enjoy. Yeah, strange. I, I like the. Like, 09 was strange in this same sense. It wasn't, I mean, the whole Favre yeah. thing and him I being wanted... good after being bad, that was weird. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, my God, this is remarkable that he's doing this because he had been good before. That Josh Dobbs is being good, that's obviously different than Favre being good, but that was strange. So in that sense, that year was unexpectedly good. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, I mean, the thing was, I was so anti-Farve that I didn't enjoy any of that. Yeah, I mean, no, I, that's I, me I enjoyed too. it a little bit, but history is oh, correct for the record. <laughs> Being anti-Farve turned out to be very correct. Well, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. A, it was. It was not exactly like winning the lottery in terms of no. being right on that one. That was a layup. Yeah, <laughs> but that. Catch by against in 09 against San Francisco. I don't remember yeah. the receiver in the back of the end. Greg zone. Lewis. Greg it was Greg, Greg Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, was the not, only pass he ever caught as a Viking. Well, and that's and that was not so dissimilar as to Josh Dobbs breaking that 16 yard fourth down, where right. you're just like, what? Wait, what? I don't. I didn't enjoy it because I didn't like Farb, and I. I don't know. This is fun, I guess, in a way. I don't. It's yeah. I, it's I will go strange. out. Yeah, I will say the last year and a half, with the notable exception of the playoff game, um, has been fun. 
it's I I I don't know what else to call it. I up mean, up and down, and yeah, yeah. I mean, like before he got hurt, Kirk Cousins was playing the best football of his entire life. Yeah, that San Francisco game was amazing, and we've a chicken has talked about this before that the best you're going to get out of Kirk Cousins is giving him a good offensive line. He's not going to be able to create on the move like mm-hmm. Rogers or someone of, of that ilk does. He needs protection and go through his reads and throw an incredibly accurate ball. And he and did. He, that. he and finally he'll pick you apart. Yeah. yeah. But you found, they found out. And unfortunately, Rick never realized this. It took the next guy to figure it out. You need to surround him with a good offensive line and spend the capital to get there. Yep. And Rick yeah. was just never, he tried. He, uh, what was that goofball that went to Carolina? Khalil? Khalil, Matt Khalil. Yeah. Um, so he tried. He spent that one first-round draft pick and then decided, well, that didn't work, so I'm never doing that again. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, Matt Khalil was the Christian Ponder of the offensive oh, line, for sure. Well, no, I mean, actually, um, college people liked Khalil. Khalil not planning out was a shock, I think. Oh, the, really? Your, yeah, whereas Ponder is like, no, no chance. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, to me, Matt Khalil is up there with Todd Stucy in the pantheon of oh, Vikings right. offensive linemen that have just it's, been. Oh, I'll start every. That's all I ever oh, think of. for the rest guy. of my life. I watch. Yeah. I'll watch. Uh, I'll watch a little kids football game. False start. Stucy. And all, all of the four, all of the forty and above year olds are just laughing. <laughs> yes, yep. laugh. Stucy laugh every time. Stucy every single time. Yep. I did. So I discovered one day. This was a while ago, but I discovered that you could actually look up the number of offensive line penalties in, on like Pro Football Reference, and so I started clicking on you know various nineteen ninety nine years Stucy years. And I thought for sure that I would look, and it turns out that Stussy committed three penalties in his career or something. Nope, he led the league one year. Yep. He was second yeah. a couple of other times. It was it wasn't over exaggeration. Yeah, no. we well, yeah, this isn't just right on the money. We're not just like talking about it, like because we're old men who like don't remember shit. He was actually <laughs> no, that bad. Was, normally, I am, but yeah, I mean that's I it's a, it's a fair um, supposition to make about us. But no, he sucked. He it's was not, always small starting. Always. It's not a legend like Disco Dan Ford's language in the bleachers at Met Stadium and Stu's story about that. That I mean, that's ah. legendary, but this one actually has facts to back it up. Ugh, but yeah, it's uh this year, I mean, Dobbs. I mean, what what the fuck, man? Yeah, I was I mean, this is this is like if not just because they have a, the same first name, but if Josh Freeman had come in and completed oh, like Jesus. 40 of yes, 48 I mean, passes for 453 yards. Well, just look at the state of quarterback play in the rest of the league. Like when like I'm a no third, kidding. like look at the Giants, the team that beat the Vikings in the playoffs. Daniel Jones is nothing special, um, but he's clearly better than they have. Uh, Billy Joel's old drummer is the <laughs> quarterback to Liberty DeVito, whatever he's. Literally lives with his parents, which is a great story, but he can't play quarterback. I mean, it's astonishing that they were able to get him from Arizona for like they swapped a six round pick for a seventh round pick. Who gives a shit? Um, yeah, there's so I mean, there's so many teams in the league that are playing like Taylor Heineke, but also not interested in trying to do anything to improve that. No, like, no, we're going to stick with Tyson, Tyson Bajant. 
Well, I mean, uh, Danny, that DeVito character is the worst thing that ever happened to my aunt and uncle. They've been trying to get my cousin Jeff out of the fucking basement for years, and now he's inspired them. He's inspired. <laughs> he's, he's an inspiration to fucking cousin Jeff. Look at this guy. This guy is in the NFL. He's tearing it up, mom and dad. <laughs> We're saying- I got my gig at Tires Plus. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's part time, but it could lead to something. You don't know. I'm on management track on weekends. That's when uh, the big bucks. They let me. Cl- they let me close the store the other day. <laughs> well, oh, if, if 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 our good friend Jeff Fingers is listening, it's time to move on, Jeff. You're 42 no, years old. Fucking whole Bob DeVito. What's the guy's name? Vinny DeVito. Tommy, what is his name? Vinny Tom Terry. Of course, he's from Jersey. He's Tommy DeVito. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And that's honestly, that's, I mean, the turnaround that, I mean, you, you can see the, the first year of Quasi's uh, reign as GM. Um, Lewis Seen was another a healthy scratch again last week. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that that pick did not pan out. What is what is happening? Like, given the number of players that every NFL team goes through, what is Lewis Seen doing that he's getting a healthy <laughs> scratch by this yeah. team? Like, not e- he's not even playing on special teams. He's not even he's not even a punt gunner. He's the Kellen yeah. Mond of it's the unspoken Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond got called out by Zimmer, which I still think is one of the funniest attempts. Like, how come he didn't go to Kellen Mond? Because I see him every goddamn day of practice. That was the meanest thing I think I've ever heard. The coach. So, so ultimately so unnecessary. Oh my God, that was mean. And he wasn't even mad at Mond. He wasn't mad at Mond. He was mad at Rick. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's so freaking mean this is so funny but because i watch him every day in practice like whoa and you just the, all the reporters were like oh a speechless i don't think you've ever seen a room of reporters speechless uh that was remarkable but uh that's what's going on with seeing like but koc is too nice of a guy to say it like i see him every day in practice i'm not yeah that's not I'm playing him but I'm like year two now. He's he's like he obviously nailed that trade. He nailed Addison. I mean, it's he got an undrafted rookie to play middle linebacker, and that seems to be going fine. Yeah, so, somehow I mean, he's, everybody he's on the team is hurt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's definitely and it's still fine. Well, but can we talk about well, I I obviously I know I'm, that you were more skeptical about him than I was, Chicken. So about crazy? Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. I still am. But yeah, <laughs> just what I'm going to say is. I do like one one angle that he takes, it seems to me more than other NFL GMs, maybe I'm wrong, is that he tries to find some kind of hidden gems at the trade deadline. For whatever reason, the NFL is so, NFL GMs mm. are so um, timid at the trade deadline, Risk relative to other sports, when, when the payment rate is so much less than other sports it's just this kind of dichotomy doesn't make a lot of sense in my head when you can get somebody that has relative talent for a seventh rounder why aren't there more nfl trades when in baseball you have to trade like three high-end prospects to get somebody that's above average 
or like or even hockey. even hockey, even the NHL, whose GMs are famously risk averse yes. and famously unwilling to do anything. Every trade deadline, there's 153 trades in the last 10 minutes before for the a trade second deadline. round pick for a first dude, round pick. Yeah. Like what? You flip a third for... rounder for a guy who's played in the AHL yes. just because. But the NFL, you'll get some, some guy who was a first round pick like two years ago, and you'll get him for a seventh rounder. And I yeah. like that Quasi has tried it now. Some of them haven't tried, haven't worked out. What like? Who was the receiver last year? Rager or something like that? Yeah, Jalen Rager. Rager, yeah. He's done a few a few of those trades that just didn't work out. But, okay, who gives a shit if Jalen Rager doesn't pan out for a seventh rounder? Like, did you miss Honest, the seventh Jaylen... round pick this year? Nobody cared. <laughs> <laughs> Only Rick Spielman. Jalen <laughs> Rager's, honestly, his career highlight is going to go down, with the Vikings at least. His career highlight is definitely the day Mike Rand was asking people about the butt punt. And he was going around asking people in the Vikings locker room about special team miscues and trying to get him to say something funny. And all Rager would say was, that ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> Just trying to get, you know, a little color. We're, we're being funny. Nope. Somebody got hit right in the middle of the two butt cheeks with a punt. <laughs> so we're going to laugh about it a little bit. Jalen Rager, not on board. Not interesting. <laughs> but yeah, I think. <laughs> Arguably, the I, I can't. I, I, I'm not going to say that I know every NFL trade deadline move over the last two years, but the Vikings trading for Hawkinson last year was already like the biggest move of the past three years of the trade deadline. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not an expert, so don't I'm don't I'm, send me emails about the about how somebody trading a fifth round pick for a second round pick was a much bigger trade or something like that. But well, what, what it was the pick ended up being like. They swapped second round picks or something like that is what it ended up for Hawkinson for Hawkinson. Who is like, I mean, you can have your qualms about the guy, but I don't think you can argue. He is a top. I'd say this. He's definitely this year. He's been invaluable. (laughs) He's been so good. I mean, he he dropped 400 passes against San Diego and that's been it. Other than that, he's been fantastic. So he had like, he had like 15 bad drops in the first five games, but I'm aware of Dave. I'm very aware Dave. Thank big you. picture, Dave. Um, <laughs> he's been an asset oh, to the team, and so they got fair. him for relatively little. So I do like that Quasi has found yep. is at least willing to utilize what seems like a. Um, it's a know, kind of a money ball thing. That's like relative money value. Is exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, but like, that still doesn't forgive Lewis Seen. I I know that. Well, but. his drafts have been, and Ivan Pace doesn't count towards the draft. If he really. Yeah. If, if you really loved Ivan Pace, he could have spent the seventh rounder on him. Obviously, he didn't love him as much as he's turned out. Otherwise, he would have drafted him, not yeah. hoped he could sign him. I mean, Blackman's playing well in the secondary. Bynum's um, been fantastic. I mean, yep. Metellus is a, a, like the safety that we thought that I had seen was supposed to be or something. Or we could or, praise my bro. Yeah. We can praise my bro. We could. You could, you could. I mean, after after that Philadelphia game, I wanted to send him to live on an island somewhere with <laughs> Mike Briefer. But Jesus, that defense has improved oh by leaps and bounds. It shouldn't be I, this good. I'm already. I'm. We're 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 often pre furious on this podcast, mm-hmm. but I'm pre wistful for the Brian Flores era. Oh, like man. I'm already well, we saw, wistful okay, about well, we had one time. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we saw how the the season ended last year. We saw just. It was just awful. I mean, they had Harrison Ford or Harrison Ford, good guy. They might have had Harrison Ford back there too. But Harrison, I mean, the two are the same age. 
Harrison Ford not nowhere near the line of scrimmage where he should have been. And obviously Flores fixed that like immediately and just he figured out how to make this system work and with the talent that he had. And it's been paying off div- dividends for him. I, I mean, don't I know think- why I have to be this way, guys, but why in my brain I should be happy that they got Flores. Mm-hmm. But all I fixate on is what was going through their minds when they hired Ed Donatel? It's true. Like, how were they, what were they thinking? We all knew. What was the, what was the thought process and why I can't get over that and just be happy that he's gone and they moved on to somebody much better. I can't, I keep fixating on how, how could it be such a, a wide spectrum of decisions on the same exact people decided that Brian Flores was good. Great decision. Those same exact people thought that Ed Donatel would be good. How could they be so wrong and so right? What happened here? One year apart. Using the same decision-making process by the same people. The Philadelphia Eagles are considered like a great organization. Mm -hmm. And they drafted Jalen Rager ahead of Rick Spielman, who drafted Justin Jefferson. What, I mean, that's the shit happens sometimes. The psychology behind it. Yeah. What, what is it though? What is, is it just a, what is it though? What? It just, <laughs> shit just happens. I mean, we all, I mean, everyone, no one in charge knows what they're doing. That's the, the key thing to always remember about everything. That's true. No, that's a good so, point. And everyone's faking it as best they can. And some of them, I think maybe you could like credit that Quasi and O'Connell grew into the job in year two. May feel a little more confident about like what they were doing and like, okay, I know this is right. We're going to do it this way. I'm not going to listen to, oh, you know, my buddy Donatel, he can come in and fix up. He'll just look at the linebackers playing right and shit. Like, no, no, I'm just going to, Flores is available. He's going to be great. And that's what happened. So I, I don't know. Just shit happens sometimes, man. That's my. That's I, it's definitely it's the everything. answer. It's the correct answer. It's not the answer. But it drives I, you I nuts. I want someone to blame. I want someone's head. I want a name. <laughs> I want someone held accountable. No. I'll never get it. I want behind, I still want the ponder pick. I want to know. I want the fucking <laughs> I want, 30 by uh, 30. I want 10,000 uh, word oral history. I want the oh, oral that history pick. of that. Yeah. The TikTok. Uh, I'll never. Well, not like wrong. not like a TikTok video, but like the 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 minute by minute, the I'd hour watch by hour. Ten episodes of it. I'd watch ten two hour long episodes. We do. We we need to do a ten part podcast on the Christian Ponder pick. I want it. Like the like like the Last Dance with Michael Jordan or the the new Beckham documentary. Except it's just us talking about three episodes on Rick Spielman putting his shoes on before his pants and seven <laughs> seven episodes on the Ponder it's, pick. I just I want to know the justification. I just. It's not 1932 where you just have to trust some scout getting off a train who says, oh, I saw this kid down in Florida State. Down in Joliet, Illinois. These games are on TV. Rick Playing can watch Decatur them. I can. The internet existed. He could have downloaded videos of this guy. How How was he so wrong? This man dominated the Massillian Kenton game, and that's the biggest game in Ohio. <laughs> he scored eight touchdowns against the Beloit racial slurs. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Why is it? Why are they? Because there's so few opportunities in life to say the Chicago Union. Break out the old timey newsreel. See, (laughs) 
I'm a scout, see? I didn't know they called Italians that. What in the world? <laughs> uh anyway, the the anyway. Vikings it's it's been a, it's 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 been a thing. And yeah, they can still go six and eleven. It doesn't seem impossible to me, but mm-hmm. they but they really so soft, man. <laughs> having a quarterback who can run is like it. It's like a cheat in a video game. It's like getting it thirty is. lives in Contra. Yes, and it's I'm amazing to old, me. I'm the old guy here. I vaguely remember one Fran Tarkenton game. Do you remember? Right. That was like when he was thirty eight. So what he still did that, that shit at his age. Is that that's got to be your earliest Vikings memory? Because there, um, I I do remember uh, the last Super Bowl because we had people over and I was six, six, seventy seven, Jan six, nineteen seventy seven. Uh, chicken, it was it was a Super Bowl during the day. The sun was out <laughs> during the entire. Super Bowl. <laughs> that's, that's really weird. It's so it was, weird. That's how old I am. The Super Bowl was on during the day, <laughs> and you remember and it was in. It was I mean, in yeah, Tulsa yeah, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, Howie had people over for the game, and that's how I remember it. It's just, and we had a ton of, and of course, it was just a horrible fucking game. But yeah, I remember like games after that more clearly. But um, that one, I just vaguely remember being. That's got to be alive and around for it. Vikings memory. You can't. I don't think you can't remember something before that. Maybe you do. No, I like, can't. I don't remember like the Hail Mary game. I don't remember. Um, I'm, oh, actually, um, now that I think about it, um. If it's the right game and we can fact check on way to get on this, I remember the the NFC Championship game before that was against the Rams at Met Stadium. It was super cold, and I think Bobby Bryant blocked a kick and ran it back. I vaguely remember. I think that was the game that sent them to get their ass kicked by Oakland. I remember that game, hmm. and I think it was like again how we had people over. I was like, oh, we'll have people over for the Super Bowl because this happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so. And there was no like bye week either. It was like, oh, we'll yeah, have people over right. next week. It'll be fun. So it it, it is funny that y- those great Vikings teams, everybody sort of remembers them as like this is the golden era, and they were going to the Super Bowl, and everybody loved these teams. And you look back at the box scores, and every one of those games is like they got fucking six, killed in every one six of them. to two. <laughs> They've got a hundred and eleven yards of offense. Fred Cox kicked one field goal and missed two others from. 18 and four yards somehow. It was just... basically Gardy's twins teams where they like just beat the shit out of the AL Central and then they'd go into the playoffs and just get wrecked by whoever was in the East <laughs> that year. That was basically the Vikings of the 70s, man. The AFC had all the good teams. They didn't have a wide receiver for four consecutive years and it was just Fran Tarkenton running around and handing the Listen, ball to Hugh McElhinney or something. You like apologize that. to Sammy White right now. <laughs> Poor Sammy White. Handing the ball off to Chuck Foreman, and that's it. Oh, and the, the three yard dump off to Chuck Foreman and Ricky Young. Those were the those were the two <laughs> things they had. Ah. Uh, that's just anyway. me talking about old Vikings. Sorry about that. Just remembering some Vikings. What is yeah. your what is your oldest Vikings memory, Chicken? Gotta be a Tommy Kramer one, if I had to guess. Hmm. Mid eighties. Yeah, I think my the uh, Steve Young run. Oh, right. God. Um, that's, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. From an actual game. We would get, my dad would take me to a preseason game every year. Um, So that's my, but I don't remember the games because the games obviously were garbage. I remember yeah. going to those when I was young. Um, But from an actual game of earliest memory, I can't think of anything before like that Steve Young run. 
I don't know. It was like a 70, 80 some yard run. You still see it. The high. Yeah. Same here. That's probably the some, one. Remember my dad say, screaming at the TV about that. Probably the <laughs> some early. say Joey Browner is still chasing him. Even now <laughs> you can still hear <laughs> strongest hands in the NFL. Yep. Poor Gerald Wilhite. <laughs> Broke his leg in half. Uh, and speaking of the Broncos, that's who we've got this week, John. Yes. Sunday night. The, Sh- the Sean Payton-led Broncos. Man, oh, I really want how to win can this you game. hate this team any, any Does more. your wife like him? Your wife's a Broncos fan. Does uh, she yeah, like- this, this is going to be the cause of some um She does like him? Silences. Yeah, she was very pleased with last night's game. Oh. Her and uh, her and um, our friend of the show, Dana, were texting about it today in the aftermath. They were not talking to each other yesterday. <laughs> well, I can't imagine. Was she mean to him? Oh, I think she was. Yeah, I mean, Good. she agreed that no one deserved to win that fucking thing. <laughs> it was just a comedy of of errors last night. But um, yeah, she is a Broncos fan. She will be rooting for the Broncos on Sunday night. Has and, she seen the Sean Payton movie? Yes, or at least she's seen clips of it. And I like, I just, I just. Come on. There's a sh- hold on. There's a Sean Payton movie? Yes. I would. Is. I think a very entertaining episode would just be do hate watching that movie and doing <laughs> like MS. Oh, um, man. And you know what? I like Kevin Mystery James. Science Theater like commentary. Stuff that Kevin James is in. And he's just, just watching he... just you and your silhouette in front of the screen watching that. Watching that movie. Oh. Entertaining to me, at least. Oh. Yeah, so I got to watch that game with my wife on Sunday. <laughs> oh no! She, she I mean, she watches football. She gets a little. She gets a little antsy in the pants. I'm up there. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Oh yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm. Yeah, the whole second half when New Orleans was trying to come back and they just couldn't do it. I was just like, ah, ah, ah god yeah. damn it! Shit, <laughs> so I was right. I was going to write a single spaced email to the league about all the bad calls that the Vikings were getting. And that the Neil Hunter call just. I, I don't even give it. They won. They won by eight. And the minute Jameis Winston came in, you knew he was going to throw two touchdowns <laughs> and three interceptions. So I, I shouldn't have played as much as I did. But there were some some spots like the th- there were third it. and ones that should have been first and ten. It's just ah, whatever. I just you know what? No, I'm letting, letting go, letting God. So that's you know it's it's done. It's under the bridge. Um, but I really hope they hang 40 on Sean Payton on Sunday night. That's I just I want to I want them buried. And on uh, a personal <laughs> level, I hope that people who are running out of bounds run into Payton three or four times. Just, just like oh, to the point great. that it's like comedy for everyone in the stands. Like, oh, you got run over again. That's yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> Cleats up. <laughs> I want Harrison Phillips to fucking pancake him. I just <laughs> just, just I hate that guy. Just that just smug butthole eye look of his. I just don't like him. So, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Anyway, my wife will root for what, you. What are you going to do? The correct answer is get in a fight with your wife. No, <laughs> it's, it's the holidays, you know? Why not? Uh, but yeah, we got that. And then we got the Vikings and they play the Bears on Monday night and they got a bye week. I mean, Man. they're they're probably going to, I mean, I mean, even if they lose at Denver, which is, I mean, they should have lost one of these games at some point here, but they might the only, not. They the might be eight four going into the bye, man. <laughs> the only thing would be better is if Mark Sheriff could somehow announce all the Vikings games from now. Oh, God. <laughs> Just 
I, I really don't think we can say enough that at one point he's a professional broadcaster. And at one point he called the Vikings starting running back. He got his names in the wrong order. He called him Madison, Madison Alexander, Alexander instead yes. of Alexander Madison. It's calling a 28 year old, the young kid. I just, <laughs> I did. I, I will admit that I went to look up whether Dobbs or Jaron Hall is older. And as it turns out, Dobbs is older, not by a lot, not only by a, lot. a couple of years, but yeah. I thought for sure it was going to be one of those things, but <laughs> they could both play for Warroad. Play hockey. <laughs> <laughs> they could both play goal for the Gophers. No trouble. <laughs> John, no, we don't. That's our team. We don't. Make oh, fun oh of sorry. <laughs> sorry. I got confused. Our team. We make fun I just, of other teams. I think it's hilarious that Justin Close is like 26 years old. At this point. <laughs> He's on our team. We don't mention that. <laughs> He's older than Tanner Morgan. That's all. No than Tanner <laughs> Oh man, you know, as all of there've been a lot of news about the Vikings, a lot of personnel moves. There've been a lot of the trades, the Dobbs trade, everything else, people getting hurt. All of this stuff is sort of passed unmentioned in my, you know, the group chat with my friends. The one thing that never passes without just an explosion of anger is whenever Tanner Morgan gets signed to the Vikings practice squad. <laughs> it's happened a couple times this year and both times it's just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. String of like 25 texts that day. <laughs> it's so... Any other team in the country, nobody would know who he... the fan base yeah. wouldn't know who he is. They wouldn't no. care the practice squad. He's got to be like telling his agent, God, no, I'm not. Don't don't sign me there. Don't the Jaguars need somebody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, can we fix the wild now? Now that we've talked about the Vikings, I want to talk about the Minnesota Wild. What I the went, fuck is wrong with the Minnesota Wild? I went to the game on Sunday, and that the eight was eight to three game. That was eight to three. That was the, the worst score of the game, John. Eight it was three. the worst hockey game I've ever seen in my life, compounded by the fact they were playing Dallas. The worst. I I, had never been to a Minnesota-Dallas game, and I wanted to go to one, and I wanted Minnesota to stomp Dallas into the ice, and then I could go down and punch Norm Green in the face myself. I, it, it's, a, it's a far-fetched hope, but it's what I was hoping for. Then to have to sit through that, it was one of the worst games I've ever been to. Never mind the worst, but certainly the worst hockey game. It was awful to watch. The crowd was miserable. The only saving grace for the Wild was that they gave up a second shorthanded goal two minutes from the end of the game, and then everybody left. So there were only 2,000 people left to boo them at the end of the game because everybody else was in the concourse just depressed and leaving the Excel Center. And usually you've got a few drunk, rowdy guys that are leaving the Excel Center especially on an early on a Sunday night, it was just quiet, very quiet, very depressed. What the heck is wrong with this team? No one's setting the tone. Yes. Someone's got to set the fucking tone, boys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Stu's going to do this all in letter Kenny quotes. Pretty much. <laughs> it's the fucking apple dorns, man. <laughs> You're going. <laughs> they, uh, did I hear this correctly? They gave up five short, five power play goals. Five power play goals and two shorthanded goals. And that's not even the, the, the and then two power, shorthanded. 
seven special teams goals. So they have a new special teams coach. So the point mm-hmm. I made was if this were football and the Vikings had hired a new special teams coach, and then that special teams coach immediately gave up, the team gave up four <laughs> punt return touchdowns. <laughs> Two punt return touchdowns and five and block kicks. Kick just in there. Everybody in this town would know who that person's name. And oh, yeah. That would be the top every that'd be all we talk about. But in hockey, they hire a brand new special teams coach. It's a, obviously a disaster. And what's his name? Do you know his name? John. Russo hasn't brought it up. Like, you know what I mean? Nobody yeah. even talks about it. It's crazy. And I mean, also, Kaprizov has been terrible. If this was any other team in town, there would be a daily column in both newspapers. Yes ripping him about how terrible he's been how ever since they gave him a ever since they gave him the assistant captain he's been terrible he needs to pick it up nobody even notices like there's sort of a vague awareness that Kaprizov is not having a good year but it's mostly swamped by Josh Jobs and the Minnesota Mm -hmm. Timberwolves yep he's lucky all right. So who the heck is the new special teams captain? I don't know. I just I can't think remember it's his odd. name. Like if if they gave up if the Vikings gave up three punt return touchdowns and two kick return touchdowns, you wouldn't be like, well, KOC needs to be fired. I mean you might, but that wouldn't be the primary topic. But that's all anybody talks about is Everson's gotta be fired. And that's fair. It's a fair comment. But nobody talks about this new special teams coach and how much of a disaster their power play is a disaster and their penalty kill is the worst in the league. Like I'm sorry. Let me take a step back. Their penalty kill is not the worst in the league. Their penalty kill is the worst in NHL history. By five or six percent. It's if the season ended. And back in the 30s, they had guys playing that worked, you know, at the Chrysler plant. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't know a penalty kill from a deer kill. Yeah. And they, you weren't allowed to pass the puck forwards. <laughs> and the Wild may beat their PK percentage. It's incredible. Maybe this. Maybe we need to be looking at. <laughs> I mean, at this guy's strategy. I don't. What do I? Maybe we need to take. It's a look funny at that. that the two overriding narratives about the Wild this year are. Number one, they're getting terrible goaltending. Number, I guess there's three. They're getting terrible goaltending. Their penalty kill is absurdly awful. And they've got, they start slow every night. Mm-hmm. 57 seconds into the game, they'd already given up a power play goal. That's almost impossible. Just to take a penalty in the first minute. Of well, the that's game the thing. It's kind of hard. You talk about the crowd when 19 seconds into the game, they take a stupid penalty. And the whole, yeah. and the crowd knows exactly what's coming. 30 yeah. seconds later, there it is. Then, oh, they got a terrible power play. What should we do? I don't know. Duhame's going to run around and board a guy and get a boarding major. Well, and you know the stars are going to be Luganus all over the fucking rink. They love it. DeBoer is just absolutely twisting the knife every time. God, he's such a pilot. I hate him more than I hate Sean Payton. Wow. That is is tough to do. I'd say it's up there. Make a movie about Pete DeBoer. Fucking (laughs) diving coach. (laughs) Rodney Wasn't there already a Luke Back to movie? school, too. Have him be a diving coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there a movie about all the all the kids who got pretend diving and squash scholarships? 
The Pete DeBoer story? The Pete DeBoer story. Fucker. <laughs> uh, I somehow knew that bringing up Pete DeBoer would get chicken going. I, I don't know. What do you... There's nothing they can do. That's the thing. They they traded Kalen Addison and then got another 260 pound guy. So if if there's it worked last if year. they get if they get into a way off, they're definitely Well, I think he just thought Reeves pumped some life into him last year, so why don't we try that again? I mean, I don't fine. That's I like the trade actually. I don't I don't have an issue with it. Um but it's you know a band aid on a gaping, um, you know, chest wound. yeah, chest wound. Whatever. I don't know. I, your... this, I think the next two I... years are going to be like this, John. I, I'm not. I've been optimistic in the past. Kaprizov looked like he was injured. That was no shock that he's hurt. Um, we watch him every other game. He's when he's healthy, his puck possession, he just circles around carrying the puck for half an hour in the offensive zone and then just cuts you open, just surgically cuts you open with a pass or a shot. And he can't do any of that stuff right now. So obviously something's wrong. He can turn the puck over in his own zone. No, he can't, stupidly. He can't possess Real the puck. Well. It's definitely either hurt or something's going on in his head. It is. It is like he got so used to being able to just skate around everybody when he can't do that. He literally has no idea what to do. Like, yes, what, what do I do? Do I just throw the puck backwards? No, it seems like they got a two on O breakaway here. <laughs> All right, let's try not to do that. What if I just throw it along the offensive blue line? No, that doesn't seem they got a breakaway out <laughs> no. of that too. That no also doesn't seem to work. Hmm. I'm out of ideas, coach. <laughs> All right, guys. I don't I don't know what to do. I've never had to press these buttons on the controller. We've before. tried nothing and we're all out of ideas. <laughs> Should I get the puck deep? No, we're not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. The the other amazing the other amazing thing was every time Dallas shot the puck towards Fleury, Fleury made a lot of the initial saves. I think he still deserves some blame because a couple of the goals went into about the center of the net, but <laughs> Every time they shot the puck towards the net, it would hit Flurry, and then it would just sit there. It would just sit there until somebody from Dallas got a chance to slap it into the net or at least slap it at the goaltender, where the defenseman would just sort of stand there. It would, it would go in, and it wouldn't come out. There was no clearing the puck. There was no pushing other players around. It was just like, all right, maybe this will, maybe they'll shoot it wide. Let me know when the puck goes to the corner, and then I'll chase it. But until then, I'm not doing anything. I don't know. Who's your yeah. least favorite wild defenseman so far? chicken who is mine yeah your least favorite uh i have not been impressed by dakota mermis i know mm-hmm. russo seems dakota merman. the dakota merman <laughs> uh oh, sorry i think there was a lot of hope that he'd step up and be kind of, you know be kind of this uh i don't know unsung don't know hero mean. kind of oh he's a life you know been in the minors for a while it's his time he can step up and i just don't see it he's made a few plays but um, big picture and all things totaled. Um, he's not he's not doing very well, and you can't play him the minutes that they're playing him. You can't really play him at all, um, and he doesn't really bring anything else, right? Like at least Addison struggled defensively, but occasionally he would bring something else to the table. Well, Mermis is not that, so um, I'd say him. I, unfortunately, I just think that's he is who he is. It's not. 
he's not underachieving. He's just achieving. He's just that's the player he is. Um, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a stat. Dakota Mermis has two even strength goals this year. Do you know who he's ahead of on the Minnesota Wild? Matt Brad Boldy Goudreau. and Kirill Kaprizov, yeah. both of whom have one even strength goal this year. And Gaudreau, who's I don't even know if he has a point this year. He's been hurt, but even so, yeah, it's gonna be like the long term IL, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. I don't know what that. How to say that in French? Nor, nor do I. <laughs> long term. <laughs> long term. I, yeah. No, I'm. I don't know. Marcus Johan. I mean, Marcus Johansson might as well not exist. We we'll get a what, basket some... of like you know French bread and some cigarettes. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, Johansson has has struggled. They were hoping that line would get you know with the act healthy that might rekindle some of what they had last year. Um, just nothing. I, just, I want you to say, I want you to get angry here. I need some anger out of you, chicken. You seem resigned, and that's worse. That's making I am me really no, I worried. Was, I was resigned to this before the season started. I don't know oh, how you No, can, that's not what I want to hear. No, I don't know how you can eat that much salary. And I know oh, everybody no. hates making excuse. I don't know how you can and compete in a salary cap league. You hmm. just can't. Their their prospects are coming, apparently. So I'm not going to pr- pretend to, like I'm some expert on Liam Ogren or anything, but apparently everybody yeah. loves them. These guys are just like two or three years away. It's just a bad time to be eating this much salary. You could get away with it if like Liam Ogren and all of these other guys were ready to to come out, but they're not. They're they're a couple years away. So Brock Faber is um, up. Boldy is up. Caprisov's here now. Obviously, he's not a young guy, but relatively new. Relatively new. Um, but the rest of these prospects are all a couple years away. So it's just going to be like this for the next two years. I'm, I'm afraid the only the only saving grace of what I was hoping for was that somehow Gustafson was lightning in a bottle, or you know that that this was could be sustainable, and it wasn't. Yeah. He was lightning in the bottle. It, it's unsustainable, the, the streak he went through. They needed incredible goaltending to have the same kind of season, and they're not getting, they're not even getting mediocre goaltending. So yeah, they're getting really, really bad goaltending. They're in a lot of trouble. Bottom of the league goaltending. So the only way they come back is if Fleury and Gustafson just catch fire. That's the only way this thing, this ship is getting turned around because they're, there's no saviors coming yet down in Iowa and you can't trade your way out of this. They're, they're no. in too deep a hole to trade their way out of it. So the only way out is with some remarkable goaltending and that can happen. It's the NHL. So it's that's happened before it's happened before for the wild. So is it, time? Think, are you ready to start the Jesper Wallstead area? <laughs> Isn't he a Swedish minimalist painter? Yes. <laughs> he was, <laughs> He's got like an installation in Reykjavik. I, that's in like, you know, the Icelanders love him, but mm-hmm. I, he's not really honored in his home country. It's kind of a weird subject, but sorry. I heard the name Jesper and that's what they, they're they calling him the Scandinavian Mondrian. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, what is Mondrian? Isn't okay, Mondrian already Scandinavian? Where is he from? I don't know. We're going to have to look at it. <laughs> Well then, I don't know why that one got me. <laughs> I don't know I don't, why. 
I think it's the way you said it that got me. This is called John has to pull a painter out of his brain <laughs> in improv format. And that's George what it, he's Dutch. He he's not that. Scandinavian. He's Dutch. Wait, Dutch is is that that's the, mo- the northernmost not Scandinavian country? I think so. Yes, Denmark is Scandinavia. Netherlands isn't. That's bullshit. I think that's, that's yeah, bullshit. They're all depressed. Hey, I don't make the rules. I don't make the country groupings. I would have. I would have guessed Mondrian. Fucking tulips. Ooh, fuck you. <laughs> all right. I'll never mind. Get out of here with your clogs. Scandinavia. <laughs> uh, I don't even. No, I am uh, <laughs> fine. Bring Wallstead up. But if you're going to expect this kid to to see it, maybe he saves your season. But I don't know how you do that. What do you do? Are you are you cutting somebody? Did somebody get hurt? <laughs> right? You you. Well, they're having no troubles getting hurt right now. So Gustafson and Fleury are getting paid a bunch of money, and they're not injured. So I don't know how you start the Wallstead era without either of them going on the IR. This is a lot of resigned sadness, and that's. I'm not even I, sad I wanted... about it. I'm just. I'm ready for 2026. Oh man. That's so long from now. Well, <laughs> Matt Boldy will only have still, seven more years on his contract by then. Correct me if I'm wrong. They're still like in some financial trouble because of the suitor and uh, other guys. That's what yeah. we're Lots about. and lots of financial yeah, trouble. Lots for the yeah. next. This, so, I mean, they're almost year next done year. with that. That's, that's been seasons. going on for five years. Yeah. So they're almost done with that. Think of I'm it that ready way. ready for that to be done. Oh, just think of it that way. John, you will, you will only have like. 10 more years of daycare left. It's fine. <laughs> it's so fine. Many more. The time goes. It's, <sighs> it's it 16, 16 more years of preschool, and I'll finally get both kids in the same school. <laughs> oh, it'll be great for you. I can't wait. I think about it every day. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, that I, I wanted I wanted anger. I wanted I, I wanted rage out of chicken with the Minnesota wild. And he's just accepting. He's moved past past anger into acceptance. um, Yeah. I'm resigned. I, what I think, and people have hinted around it. I think Everson getting fired is far more likely than people are. It's something, it's a talker. It's like a, you know, something people kick around, but I don't think anybody's taking it really seriously. I think it's far more likely than any, I think it was far more likely at the end of the playoffs last year. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think it was a lot closer than people talk about. Does, uh, they they brought in a new coach for Everson. It was his guy? Um, it's not working out. Um, the biggest factor in my mind on why I think it could happen is, and I've talked about it on this podcast before, is uh, Garen is prone to making moves like that. Right? That's mm-hmm. it. Was like he just does stuff like. The, the Talbot trade, the the sooner Parisi um, mm. decisions were like that. It just kind of came out of the damn blue. So if Everson's fired before they, the the um, Sweden trip is over, it wouldn't surprise me if he's left in in Europe. Wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. They not only fire him, but they take his passport and they're like, "Find your own way back." Find Good your luck own way back. The <laughs> not a real place anyway <laughs> yeah that's so yeah your buddy just prone to 
it's not hysterics. It's not what I don't even think it would be a knee jerk reaction. It would just be, it would be obviously very surprising, but with him, yeah, I, I mean, anything's possible. Three times a year, Garen is up there like cleaning blood off his hands going, well, it's a business. And that's why I had to twist his head from his shoulders. And And more so than any professional sport, I think the NHL is prone to a coach walking in the room, even a knucklehead, just an idiot can walk in the room and change a franchise around for just one, even if it's just one year. And then it wears off and the next season it's gone. But coaching changes in the NFL or in the NHL can turn around a season more so than any other sport, in my opinion. Does Garen have a guy like a a Pittsburgh guy or something? Yes, Doug Waite is who everybody talks about. His buddy Doug Waite, who hasn't done a lot of coaching, but that's like (laughs) his best friend, and everybody talks about that's the guy that they could see him bringing in. Didn't stop Edmonton from hiring what's his name who coached for three years or whatever. So, yeah, Woodcroft is that the new guy or the guy they fired? That's the guy they fired. The new guy is from some WHL team or EHL, yeah. ECHL. All right. Will sh- uh... shit hockey. <laughs> the no show. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right. Well, that's depressing. So the Vikings... Good, the wild, depressing. The Tim Rules, Stu, where are you at on our old six to midnight scale? Oh, midnight. Um, and that's still nowhere near Broxy. No, Broxy's at three. Broxy, <laughs> Broxy is, is like pushing the bounds of the scale. <laughs> Thirteen fifty. I mean, um, this is actually while you guys were talking about um senior whale shit hockey, I looked up how uh they were doing tonight. They have a back to back with a day in between at Golden State. So far, there's been a brawl. And, really? Um, yeah. Um, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Jaden McDaniel all got thrown out. And Against a, the Draymond uh, Green team? There was a brawl? I don't believe this for a second. Draymond Green had Rudy Gobert in, a cho- in the sleeper hold. The old crusher. Oh the Vern Gagne sleeper hold. It's already, there, it's already all over. Uh, Going so full far, rowdy, rowdy piper. Oh, great. This is great. Yeah, and um, it's this is a, an important game because they also don't have Steph Curry tonight. And the Timberwolves, for those listening who somehow don't know this, the Timberwolves are playing out of their minds good right now. Um, but this is also against a weaker Golden State team than they beat Sunday night. And your typical Timberwolves team will just eat shit. 
and just lose mm-hmm. by 15 to a clearly undermanned team that just outplays them. Um, currently, they're tied. It's like 43 to 43 in the second quarter. So that's, <laughs> that's pretty good. good. It's relatively good. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But they're playing fantastic. They have the number one defense in the entire league, which that's never happened. I, I think Musselman probably did in his third year out of spite. They had a really good defense. <laughs> <laughs> They average giving up 79 points a game and scoring 42. Yeah, just the worst <laughs> brand of basketball. The most aesthetically displeasing brand of basketball. It was basically the dump and chase of basketball. And that's from two guys <laughs> that have watched nothing but Big Ten basketball their entire life. Correct. <laughs> just the awful basketball. So, yeah, it's been fun. And I think everyone's just kind of waiting to see if this is sustainable or not. And I, I, I don't know enough. I mean, I there's some there's some head shaking in the group chat here, and yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I'll it's, need to see a lot more. But it's it's, it's been- like watching my cousin Jeff, who's addicted to drugs, and he bought a jet ski. Like you guys are so excited, because <laughs> I'm I'm so scared for you. Why'd you buy? Oh, yeah, Timberwolves ski? Twitter is just oh my goodness. You guys are so happy and so excited, oh. and I'm just like oh no. This is not going to end well. Yeah, it's, it's it's hard to say. It's so fun and it's just so foreign because they're just playing great. They're beating great teams handily, and it's it's good. They have one of the best players in the league. It's Rudy Gobert is playing really good. It's so weird. I I don't I I can't explain it. I don't. I mean, I just watched the video. Of the uh, of the headlock, yeah, that's so funny. How many? Look, I I just saw it. What I have, what I'm wondering, Stu, is I'm, how many I'm watching it right now. The, how many people have made the look at the French guy put his hands up and surrender? Yep, oh, immediately. Everybody, yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind. Was <laughs> this is the most French flag. thing I've ever seen? <laughs> they got him holding the French flag. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! That twit, that Timberwolves Brazil account, they should, they got to do something like that. They really have to do something. I don't know what that. That's one of the that's one of the joys of my life right oh now. Oh my god! I don't care they're shit just, about Timberwolves basketball, and it's the greatest thing I've ever. They're just so <laughs> it's, awesome. It's so good. It's just keep doing in Brazil who likes the Timberwolves. It's not him. Any- and what are you ripping him for? And he's like, I'm just a guy in Brazil who likes Timberwolves. Like, don't. People don't read into it anymore. Then this is just no. some guy. He's just some guy make who's got like a good Photoshop handle. and he's he super creative and super funny, and he gets it. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I it's still probably end badly. It always ends badly for the Timberwolves, but it's fun right now. I think that's the best way to put it. Broxy could go for forty-five fucking minutes on this, but he's not here tonight. So sorry, Brox. The look on Rudy's face as Draymond has him in the sleeper hold is oh, one of the joys. And just like, if, and I, I saw a couple like national accounts, like I cannot pick a, a guy I want in this fight to win because everyone hates Draymond <laughs> and everyone hates Rudy. It's <laughs> We love Rudy now. Everybody loves Rudy. Fans are chanting oh, his name. He's, he's amazing. He's, he actually is moving his feet side to side this year. But I mean, also, this is what he did in Utah during the regular season, and then he'd get to the postseason and just collapse. So that's, I mean, that's been... Yeah, Gobert. but here's the thing. Utah didn't have 17 more centers behind him. The Timberwolves do. <laughs> They've got true. exceptional center depth. 
<laughs> the least important position in the modern MBA. You know that's that right. <laughs> it's yeah, Rick building his offense around a running back. <laughs> exactly. 2019. So anyway, oh, that's man. all the Timberwolves are doing, John. How about that your football a... team, John? How about your gopher football team? I just want to say cover that before we head out. Uh, no, I don't. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with Gopher football. Gopher football is over anyway. This was the last year of college football. Next year, it's going to be the finishing ninth is going to be a good accomplishment for Gopher football from here on out. They're in an 18 team conference, which is ridiculous. They won't play most of these teams. Every five years, what are they going to play? Every five years, most of these teams, they're not in the same conference as Rutgers. They're not in the same conference as UCLA. They are, but they aren't. You know what I mean? It makes mm-hmm. no sense. This is what it. This is what it is now. If the Gophers finished ninth, we're going to have to go, well, that's a, that's a pretty good year. They finished in the top half of the Big Ten. They're not in the same conference as Michigan. They already aren't in the same conference as Michigan, as Ohio State. They're going to play these teams sometimes, but it might have, it might as well be a non-conference game. Who gives a crap? That's what that's what I have to say about golfer football. That all happens next year. I was looking at this year. Like, well, maybe they could do something this year. And to screw it up in the horrible way they have, I couldn't believe the number of people after they beat Iowa were just like chalking up wins going down. Well, they'll definitely beat Michigan State and Purdue. And they definitely will beat Illinois because all those teams are bad. Have you not watched any <laughs> gopher football ever? And it's exactly what happened. They won. They beat Michigan State. And then they lost a coin flip against Illinois and gave up 6,000 yards to Purdue, which had gained 12 yards the previous four weeks combined. It's just, it's awful. Having watched the Northwestern game, the second half of the Northwestern game, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be a special year for yeah. the, for the people who have invested time and money in the Gopher football program. And don't get me wrong. That's, that's, the Big Ten West is one. utter garbage. It's worse oh, yeah. than the AL Central. It's worse. It, a modicum it, of effort would have won that. They could have easily yeah. been in the Big Ten championship game. Easily. It's just, they, they never no. will have, never ever will they have a chance to win anything conference-wide again. They had some chance when there were 10 teams or even 11 teams in the Big Ten. It could happen. Six and two teams won the Big Ten. They, I mean, we're talking about the Mason years when they never were six and two in the conference. They were only five and three a couple of times, but there, you could imagine it happening. It happened for Northwestern. It happened for random teams all the time that they won the Big Ten. Then it became a 53-team conference, and all right, well, at least they're in the Big Ten West, which is garbage. After they got rid of the legends and leaders nonsense, they're in the Big Ten West, which is garbage. Nebraska is nothing like it used to be. Iowa is anti-football. Iowa is the Wisconsin basketball of college football. And Wisconsin was good some years, not good some, some other years. So the last few years, you could at least look at it and go, well, they've got a chance to get absolutely housed in the title game. Whatever. At least they'll have been in the Big Ten championship game. That's the closest they can get. Now it's not even a thing. It's just I I don't I don't know what to do with gopher football. I've loved gopher football my entire life. I have gopher football memories going back past my Vikings football memories. My gopher football memories are earlier than that. And I don't I don't see why I should give a crap anymore. Remember when I said I had nothing to say about gopher football? I have a lot to say about <laughs> gopher football. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, why why should i care that's my question i i can't tell you to care 
don't know. This is I can't. stupid. <laughs> it's stupid really sport. I'm still. I'm still just angry. I'm just angry. Yeah. And, you know, as it turns out, it's my own fault for not paying players enough. And that's what's making us triple A team. I saw that. That that wasn't great. Uh, I mean, he's not wrong. They're going to be a triple A team. Western Michigan is double A. Minnesota's triple A. And then whoever Minnesota's Mm -hmm. players all transfer to is the big leagues. That's the, you know, that's the way it works in other sports. College football is European soccer. So they're going to be one of the mid 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 standings teams. They finish in the middle. If they have any good players, they'll lose them to an actual school that has a chance to play for a national championship. That's the way this is. This is stupid. They've taken everything that everybody liked about college football and ruined it for TV money. And I hope they choke. <laughs> that was that was pretty angry, guys. I don't know who yeah, said all those was, things. I'm, I'm, I'm glad Dave wasn't here because Dave would have been the 20% meaner. Imagine. And then- Imagine how how often we'd have had to bleep Dave if he had been here. Well, he has never bleeped anything before. We had to this time. <laughs> There's so many bleeps now. Apple called us and said, "You can't do this online." It's like <laughs> you can't upload this. It, the only things we've ever bleeped before are the times when Chicken accidentally says his own social security number or whatever. <laughs> Other than that. With imagine the bleeps we would have had to had to do if if somehow David had an even angrier rant than the one that just came flowing out of me. So anyway, that's what I have to say about Gopher football. But I think you have a top six for us too. I do, I do. Um, This is a this is a fun one. I'm 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 happy. They're all fun ones. They're all fun. But this one this one is a special one for tonight. Um, these are the top six 80s and 90s country singers that make Chicken Finger 69 smile. All right. All right. I'm, I'm not I'm gonna be stone-faced and we'll see if this is true or not. Okay. Here's first of all, here's the others receiving votes from this one. <clears throat> and these aren't gonna be like the Garth Brooks, like these are these are a little more off the beaten path. You had to love them a little <laughs> more, like to you had to listen to some really, really bad country radio in the 80s. I just want to say Chicken's supposed to be stone faced, but just <laughs> thinking about it, he's already kind of grinning to himself. I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to give you the listener sort of a ranking of okay. how uh, a one to five stars of how first much of Chicken is laughing at each one of these. About my yeah, childhood dog, my childhood dog dying. <laughs> we have five artists in the other receiving votes category. <clears throat> Jim Ed Brown. <laughs> Already openly giggling, and we're in the, Already, in the... This will not be the first three-name male country artist, for the record. Um, Kathy Matea. Oh, 18 wheels and a dozen roses. Yeah. I, I never liked Kathy Matea, ever. Um, so I'm not smiling. I don't like her. Terry Gibbs. She Wait, was one. One of the Bee Gees? No, that was the Terry early Gibbs. 80s. Oh. Also, not the first blind artist we'll be talking about. Oh, I got a few. I can think of a few. I wonder if we're up there. Vern Gosden. Oh, the voice. <laughs> Vern, Vern Gosden, the voice. Ah, yep. And the final other final others receiving votes. Lori Morgan. Lori oh, Morgan. Married. Some say she killed Keith Whitley. I am not in that camp. I believe also romantically attached to Troy Aikman. She was at one point. Um, what? <laughs> the 90s were amazing, John. You should have been around for it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Number six. Wait, 
Was would that mean Lori Morgan was uh Swizzle before Swizzle is Swizzle? I believe so. Yes. Is, is she the original Taylor Swift? The original Swift? the original T Swift? Country um, yeah, music. Real country heads. Yeah, that might that might make her that oh, I've never <laughs> thought of that. Thank you. I'll have. tell you one thing. Chicken remembers this and Stu remembers this, but Troy Aikman doesn't remember anything about he this. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine him trying to find his car in a parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> this has got to be a journey. Here's my dad at the Met Center. <laughs> <laughs> After a North Stars Blackhawks game. What the fuck? God damn. Okay, number six. Ronnie Millsap. Oh, the other blind one. Yeah, there's your blind man. Now he's the center for the Utah Jazz. Yes, he is. Great. Very talented. (laughs) That was just a knowing smile, listeners. That wasn't that it was just sort of a knowing grin. I I do like I my wife really likes Ronnie Millsap. I'm tepid. (laughs) Tepid on Millsap. Five. Number five. Joe Diffie. Oh, Joe Diffie. <laughs> you didn't happen. I guarantee you didn't watch the CMA Awards the other night. I, I, did, not. I did not. This is, That is what brought this to mind, though, that I would do this one. They did the Joe Diffie tribute song. Oh, they did John um, Deere Green, I bet. They, well, it was a medley. That was one of them. Okay. They closed okay. with Pickup Man. I knew I heard uh, of Joe Diffie. He, uh, the three... Singers that did the performance mm-hmm. were somebody named Hardy. I'm guessing you don't know who Hardy is. He's kind of a he's more of a songwriter. He's got a few songs, but he's mostly a songwriter, behind the scenes guy. Morgan Wallen and Post Malone. Post Malone, yes, did from uh, pick up from the Post Malone genre of music. From Post Malone, the Post Malone of the Post Malone. I will be. I will be. I am. I that is a that is a revelation to me. Jay. And it's now on the radio. His Post Malone's version of that song, Pickup Man, is now a single on on modern country radios. Anyways, I, I, I am I am surprised. Also, John, this is for you. Joe Diffie, his song John Deere Green. Um, the guy who wrote that also wrote Burnin' Love and Goodbye Earl. The same guy oh, wow. wrote three of those songs. Dennis Lindy is his name. So anyway, I, I just want to say that you guys know that I'm not the biggest country head. No, but, but I, I figure you've heard of Elvis I, and you've heard of the Dixie Chains. So. I did grow up in small town Minnesota in the 1990s, so I can sing pretty much all of John Deere Green sure. if you want. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, same guy wrote all those things. That's that's one of those fun. Wow. I did not know that's that. amazing. Huh. Number four. This I, I'm not going to guarantee a smile, but the lips are going to curl up if I had to guess. Lacey J. Dalton. <laughs> there it is. Oh. Yes. Open open laughter. Yep. Five out of five. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Lacey J. <laughs> What's I just th- I think of the producer me the record label guy. What's your what's your middle and Lacey Dalton? That ain't enough. What's your middle initial? J. Oh, C. No, not anymore. <laughs> J. Lacey J. Dalton. Perfect. Oh, perfect. Number three, highest ranking woman on this list. Janie Fricky. <laughs> Janie Fricky, everybody. Oh, that's that's when we're the label didn't care about her name. Whatever. <laughs> Janie Fricky? Really? That's your name? 
Jeannie Fricky. You're sticking with that one? You want to you want to go with that? Okie dokie. Okay. (laughs) Number two. Earl Thomas Conley. Yes, that's oh yeah. Yep. Oh there. All you gotta say is yep sometimes. And he played and he played safety for the Seahawks. That's not true, John. And oh, he's on okay. Walking Dead. Yeah. And, and please, please respect the top six, John. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Number one, Ricky Van Shelton. Ricky Van Shelton, number one. That is, so Ricky Van Shelton would be a testament to country music before country music, before like, videos were a really big thing because he is and was not an attractive man and was still extremely successful in country music. Oh yeah. Had country music videos been bigger at his time, I don't think he ever would have had the success because people would have seen, they would have gotten, no. Yeah. There's, there's, we're not doing that. You can be like, I mean, Garth ain't, you know, like, no, but he's he's just like a normal looking, and he brought the charisma him. and other things. Um, yeah. Ricky Van Shelton didn't bring anything else to the table. He's not a remarkable singer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not an instrumentalist. You know, like Ricky Skaggs, share so, name. Yeah, Skaggs. He was he was too he was too popular to get on this. No, list. too popular. But I guess my point is he. Uh, you know, Brad he wasn't attractive either, but he was a, no. a pretty amazing musician. Yeah. You know, Shelton Brett, he wasn't attractive. <laughs> wasn't a great singer. <laughs> wasn't really much of a songwriter. Um, Ricky just Van Shelton just, looks like Jim Varney and Ron, Ron White had a baby. Just a replacement level country guy. That's know, it. Yeah. In the late 80s, that's all you needed to be, really. That was Jake right Cave. before Garth like changed everything. Garth and Shania changed everything. So Jake Van Cave. Mm-hmm. Ricky Van Shelton. <laughs> Why is he taking the last at bat for the Phillies this year? <laughs> I don't know. That's Ricky right. Van Shelton looks a little like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Maybe. With a cowboy hat on. And like a and like a brown shirt, and he's not a fall. He's not a <laughs> who's dressed him. Uh, well, that's the show title. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's tremendous. Yep. Anyway, that's my list for the week, guys. The great list. Oh, Thank recording. you. No problem, I love it, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that I, there was proof of concept for that. I'm glad that I made, I made my week. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. <sighs> Once again, we proved that this podcast, why don't they make the whole podcast out of top six? That's my question. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of podcasts that name guys. I just like to name guys that other podcasts don't name. And I don't think we've That's named. Right. There's not a lot of podcasts naming mid-80s country guys who had a little heat. (laughs) (laughs) Not John Anderson popular, but a little more. Too popular. Under the, yeah. Not too far underground, but bubbling just right at the surface. Yeah, not not Towns Van Zandt. Not like real hipster country, but like a little little above that. Yeah. Go for baseball coach John Anderson? (laughs) No, different. Was he a country singer? 
Fort uh, might have been, but different, different John Anderson. Then there was a big hit. Like you, you, okay, John, you're from Ortonville, correct? I am. I am. The That's song Swingin'. Have you heard the song Swingin'? Probably. By John okay. Probably. Just, he's heard it. There's no way he's never he's heard it. Yeah, there's no way. He's been to so many wedding dances out state. <laughs> wedding no dance. You'd be at a small town baseball game. It's going to be in between innings. Yeah, sure. This is, this is like, remember the one Super Bowl that the Who was the halftime show? One of my buddies was like, yeah. who's the who? I've never heard of the who. And we were like, listen, yeah, I guarantee you've heard every one of the, the songs they're going to play. And every one of them is like, yeah, I love this song. Oh, no. He crazy. just watched one episode of CSI. He knows all of it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that, that'll do it. Brandon, we miss Brandon. Mm-hmm. Brandon's got much more annoying questions than I do. I just want to rant sure. about stuff. I can't get any anger out of chicken, so I'm just gonna yell about going for football. Brandon can't. That's his gift. At least we end with the at least we ended with the top six. And at least we did a podcast. It's strong. Thank you, boys. All right. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.